0: For those of you who don't know me, I'm Philippa. Um, A while back, I spoke on um, the gifts that the loving father gave to the prodigal son when he came home, the three things, the robe, the shoes, and the ring, and the significance of those. And um, I said that I had a part two, um, and then I got COVID. (laughs) So I didn't come and share COVID with you, um, and yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Um, but do you know what? As I've been thinking about it more and more, um, I don't have a part two. I have a part two, three, four, five. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Because do you know what? The rope, the ring, and the shoes, all of that um, just helps unravel for us our identity and knowing who we are in God. So the the reason I have a two, three, four, five, it just could go on forever because everything bounces off that. Everything is our whole Christian walks, our whole uh, lives connected to God. Everything is about knowing who we are in Him. Everything is birthed from that. So no matter what we preach on, no matter what we talk about, no matter what we hope for as we walk out into our community, everything is birthed out of our identity in Jesus. Everything. So it's really essential that we grasp hold of who we are in God, who He says we are, so for those of you that missed it i 'll do the like the two second well maybe more than two seconds but i 'll do the really fast review um, but I encourage you to listen to mark 's message which was a while back talking about the incredible love of the Father because that is foundational, and then our identity in his love that 's foundational and the Gifts that the loving Father gave to the prodigal son were foundational in helping us understand what God has given us. So the robe, it's the robe of righteousness. We stand in righteousness with that robe that He has given us. We nobody can point a finger because at us, nobody can gossip, nobody can badmouth because God says. I see you. I see the person I made you to be. I see the incredibleness in you. And I'm calling all of that out, you. I am restate, reinstating everything that you were. I'm reinstating again. From the point of creation to the now, he's given us the robes of righteousness. Everything is cleared. Amen. Amen. Boom. That's. I could just finish there. <laughs> uh, um. And the shoes, the the gift of devotion, the the gift that says you're not a you're not a slave. You're a, you're my child. That gift, the significance of that gift was huge. And the ring, the 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 ring was the symbol of authority, the way that we stand in His authority, and we. If we can grasp those things, the fact that I'm righteous in Jesus. I am righteous because of God and because of what he has done. I can stand as his child who is loved and he is devoted to me. I can walk with the authority that he has given me and the inheritance that he has given me. All of those things. If we can work from that place, it actually stops being work. (laughs) And it just becomes rest because we can just rest in that. We can just go, okay, God, this is what you say about me. And that's the place that I'm going to move from. And I don't need to strive. I don't need to push. I don't need to struggle. Instead, I'm just like, all right, that's what you say. And I'm going to go from there. So that's why there's a two, three, four, five, because everything comes out of that. Yeah. Awesome. So this is kind of one of the parts that I wanted to um, expand on. And I've linked it specifically to Christmas because, oh, my gosh, (laughs) Christmas is a month away. (laughs) That's like the excited crying. It's like the, um, I can't believe it's that close. We're already at the end of the year. It's going to be fun to be together with family, but there's a lot to do between now and then. And that's not the point of Christmas, I know, but it's what we do and it's fun. (laughs) Uh, But um, when we think about Christmas, we focus on Jesus and we remember his birth, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we do at Christmas. We remember Jesus' birth. Um, and I wanted this morning us to go, okay, we're coming toward Christmas. There's lots going on between now and then and the Sundays that we've got leading up to Christmas. And I wanted us to just stop and we'll be sharing communion later, focused in on this. But I want us to remember the life that he lived Because the reason he was born was so that he could live. And through him living, we have life. Because his life revealed to us the best way, the incredible way, the better way. His life just, it's like a road map that says, okay, this this is the way that that you can do things. This is a, a guide for you. I'm just going to skip a whole lot because I think God just wants me to dive straight into this. Uh, the Jesus that we remember. That Jesus, and I don't have specific scriptures for you today because there'd be way too many, so you can go home and look these up if you want to. The Jesus that we remember and that we celebrate being born at Christmas, he was the Jesus who went to the man at the pool of Bethesda, took his hand and gave him freedom in mind, body and spirit. He was the Jesus that said, in your face, to the, <laughs> to the corruption. <laughs> that was that Jesus. He's, he challenges things that we think are okay. He challenges things that we think are normal, and then he brings freedom to those things. And at KIC, we talk about journey, wisdom, freedom. We want to journey together. We want to journey in wisdom and we want to be free. We want to walk in freedom. Jesus, who went to the man at the pool of Bethesda, gave him freedom. He gave him freedom of every type in that moment where he took his hand. That's the Jesus that we're remembering this Christmas. Jesus, he was the Jesus that slept in the storm. So when he slept in that storm, he had peace that was beyond worldly comprehension. And he's the Jesus that gives us peace beyond worldly comprehension. That's the Jesus we're remembering this Christmas. He was the Jesus that called Peter to step out of the boat and walk on water. He's the Jesus that calls us to step out of ourselves. Because like has already been mentioned this morning, we have to step out of ourselves in order to follow what he has my goodness, I would never stand up here and do this if I had a choice. <laughs> yeah. If I just went with myself, I, there's no way. But God says, Philippa, I, I want you to do this. So I have to step out of myself and I have to step out of the boat, so to speak. He's the Jesus that calls us to step out of ourselves. He wasn't just a baby that was born. He was a man who lived, who breathed, and showed us the best way to live. Because when we live in His best way, we find freedom in that journey. Yeah? Yeah. He was the Jesus that healed the woman who was in such a desperate state, needing a miracle, touched just the hem of his robe. He was that Jesus. And when he looks at us, he knows us. He knows what's going on. And he honours our faith when we step out of ourselves. He's that Jesus. That's the Jesus we're celebrating. Yeah. He was the Jesus that challenged the disciples to use what they had and they fed thousands miraculously. Yeah. <laughs> I love those stories. Um, that's the Jesus that we celebrate. That's the Jesus because he calls us to grow And he says, I trust you. I've given you the ring. You're my child. You have authority. Now take what I've given you and step out beyond yourselves. That's the Jesus we're celebrating this Christmas. (laughs) He has miraculous provision for us. And yes, there are times when we haven't seen the miraculous provision we might have liked. Me too. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop believing Him. I'm going to seek Him. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep stepping forward. I'm going to keep stirring the faith, as Glenn said this morning. Because He has more. Because He is the God of exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what I can ask, think or imagine. I think because I'm a mum, I really, really love this one. He was the Jesus who looked out for the mum, for his mum, sorry. While, while, <laughs> let me just say that again, while he was on the cross. He was on the cross. And he thought of his mother. Wow. That's the Jesus that we're celebrating this Christmas because he showed us the best way to live. He said, think of others, love others. Even when he was in his worst, worst, most horrific moment, he thought of his mum. Oh my gosh. That's the Jesus we celebrate he longs to restore relationships. He calls us to love beyond ourselves. I think if I was hanging on a cross, I would probably just be thinking about how much pain I was in. I don't know if I'd be great at, you know, reaching out and making sure that James was looking after my mum or, you know, let's be real. <laughs> oh, He is a beautiful, incredible Jesus. He's the Jesus who called out the Pharisees and said, He who has never had a sinful desire can cast the first stone. He's that Jesus. And I know that some translations say um, he who has no sin, which it's also true. But one of the ways that that can actually be translated is a, is a sinful desire because of the uh, circumstance that they were in. So they're all standing there holding their stones ready to stone this woman to death. And Jesus is like, I think maybe let's just... Like that old thing goes, you know, the, the finger pointing and the, the three back. I can't get my thumb to point back, so we can't say the four back. <laughs> That's that Jesus. He's the one saying, actually, actually don't look at other people. Don't judge other people. Check where you're at with me. Check what's going on for you. Mm. He calls us to remember that we're not perfect. That's the Jesus we serve. He's the Jesus who mourned the loss of Lazarus. He's the Jesus who understood the pain of Mary and Martha and cried with them. And he's the Jesus who on the third day hmm, <laughs> rose Lazarus from the dead. He calls us to do the same as him and greater. <laughs> That's mind-blowing. But he's a God that understands. He's a God that, that says, I've also loved. I've also lost. I've also been misunderstood. That's the Jesus we're celebrating this Christmas. Not just the baby. Not just the one who was in the cave or the stable or whatever it was. We're celebrating the Jesus who was alive and is alive and calls us to be alive. He's the Jesus who upturned the tables in the temple because he says actually greed and selfish gain is not okay if it's at the expense of others. Well, it's not okay anyway, but at the expense of others, Definitely not okay. We're celebrating the Jesus that came to show us the best way to live. All of these stories, all of these things, they're mind-blowing. When you think about the implications and the depth of what he was showing us in each of these moments. Malchus, the high priest's servant, Peter just chopped his ear off. whoops, (laughs) Peter in his moment of passion and anger and frustration, everything all just came out with a sword and took it out on Malchus. And Malchus, I I think it's easy to kind of um, think about that story and go, Oh yeah, his ear got chopped off and Jesus picked it up and put it back on and he healed him. Cool. I'm thinking blood and guts and like R16 movie. This is like insane. It's insane. And Jesus goes, okay, Peter, not your best moment. And then he's, he just actually heals Malchus. The significance of healing Malchus in itself is mind-blowing. Because he was the high priest's servant. He couldn't do his job if he was maimed. So Jesus was giving back his living. Did Malchus say, Jesus, I'm I'm not going to take you? to the high priest anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to surrender you so you can get murdered. I don't think so. Jesus healed him unconditionally. No conditions. He walked up to him. I'm just going to, sorry, Glenn. He walked up to him and said, be healed. Well, actually, I don't know if he said that. He just just stuck it back on. <laughs> I've chopped off a toe. It's kind of weird to stick something back on. You know, in medicine, you actually need help. But Jesus, he just put him back together. He just put him back together. And he reinstated everything that was and should have been. And he didn't condemn Peter for his mistake. That's the Jesus that we celebrate this Christmas. He didn't want to die that horrible death, but he did because of his great love for us. And he was born to this earth in order to live and show us the best way to live. God, help me not to judge. God, help me to extend mercy. God, help me not to maim those around me with deed or word or hand. That's the Jesus we celebrate. Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the beginning and the end. And a long time ago, I think it was during COVID, I just felt this. His resurrection was not the full stop. It was the dot, dot, dot. His resurrection is the beginning. It's the, oh my goodness, what could happen from here? And that was after He was born and lived miraculously. And then He died. And then He rose again. And now we're living in the and then. Yeah. And then. What is our and then today? What is our and then? What does it look like? What is our dot, dot, dot? Are we believing Him for this so much much more? Are we stirring our faith? Are we saying... Yes, that's me. I need healing. Little things that we step forward in and and believe Him for. Because we don't just celebrate a baby that was in a manger, we celebrate a Jesus who is alive. A Jesus who is alive. He was the Jesus who ate on the Sabbath and challenged strict religious traditions. (laughs) Am I allowed to say this one in church? (laughs) Uh. He challenges religion for the sake of relationship and authenticity. That's the Jesus we celebrate. Because it's not about rules. It's about freedom and journeying with Him. Yeah? He was the Jesus who washed the disciples' feet. And this is where I flip back to everything is birthed in identity. in the love that He has. Because that Jesus that got down and washed the disciples' feet... He knew who he was. He knew who he was. He knew that he carried that authority, that ring. Well, not physically, but he knew who he was. He had the authority. He knew the love that he carried for his disciples. And he rested, like I said before. So what he did was coming from that place of knowing who he was, Resting in that and moving from that place. Because no matter how demeaning the job was, washing feet was a demeaning job. No matter how low, Jesus was okay with that because he knew who he was. And if we know who he was, we are, doesn't matter what we have to do. Because it's not, its not, sorry guys, but it's not about us. <laughs> He's the Jesus who lived. He's the Jesus who lives. Our identity is birthed in Him and everything we do can flow from Him if we choose to rest in that place of knowing who we are in Him and go from there. I guess this morning the challenge is, this Christmas, are we going to continue to unpack, to discover, to allow revelation to come into our hearts and our minds and every part of our overflow of His identity, the Jesus that was born to live so that we can live? This Christmas... Father, I ask that you would help us all to rest in you. That your revelation would fall upon each of us and any part of our identity in you that is hidden or undiscovered, any part of who you made us to be, that has a lid on it. Father, I pray that over this Christmas season, we wouldn't just remember the baby, but we'd remember the Jesus who lived and that we would be people who choose to live the best way because you lived the best way. We remember not just your birth, not just your death and resurrection, but we remember your life. we think on the significance that it holds the way that you showed us. Jesus, we ask that you would help us to walk in that way. knowing who we are in you in living with you thank you jesus amen